0: What is up boys and girls, ladies and gents, tomato, tomato, potato, potato, it's Andrew Baum, welcome back to episode 9 of Ducks on the Pod. We got a good one in store for you guys today. Got a ton of MLB takes, MLB stories, we're talking MVP talk, Cy Young talk, Rookie of the Year talk, we got an interview with Jack Dellinger who's currently a part of the Detroit Tigers organization. We're going to talk about the boys from Michigan winning the Lily World Series. Maybe a story time with Milo. We'll see. But stay tuned and welcome back to Ducks on the Pod.
1: It will be a home run, and so that'll make it a four-nothing ball game for the
2: first time since 1954. The Giants are world champions. Gone forever, Hernandez.
0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode nine of Ducks on the Pod. We got a good one in store tonight, as you guys heard in the in the trailer. You know, we have an interview with Jack Dellinger. We got a ton of MLB takes some breaking news. Boys, how are we doing tonight?
3: Uh, I'm doing really good. Uh, like you mentioned, we have a great interview with Jack Dellinger. We just got done recording with him. And dare I say it might be your best interview yet. I, I have to second
2: thing. But bomb, so, you asked how I'm doing. I'm pissed off. and pumped up and ready to go. Let's get after it.
0: Oh <laughs> my God. Oh my Lanta. I am so sorry.
4: Bert, Bert how are you doing over there? Fantastic. You know, just had a long day of classes, played some golf today, living a life. You working folk, you don't know what it's like to be a student (laughs) anymore. And I don't
5: I miss
0: it. it. And I don't want to know. I can't close the yearbook.
2: And then Brayden got a new truck over the
1: weekend. Silverado, right? Yep. Now I'm just sitting here working working hard like a like a one-legged stripper in an ass shaking contest, just trying to work work my way out of this hole.
2: (laughs) Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Mets, All right. Well, well, let's get right into it here. We got some breaking news, obviously. Yep. Oh, we'll start yeah, with the it.
1: the hot topic. Uh Zach Scott, the acting GM for the Mets getting arrested. Mets are already making enough. <laughs> <a> no- <laughs> Mets place are is a blowing crash, up right? the headlines.
3: For a DUI. I mean, the Mets, the Mets are just gonna Mets this year. There's a lot of things surrounding the team that uh, does not have to do exactly with the ball they're playing and there's some stuff that has to do with the ball they're playing too so the Mets is gonna Mets I think uh Zach Scott and uh Tony sent need to go to the same AA
0: meeting yeah no kidding dude it's like <laughs> they're gonna be recruiting and they're gonna be like they're gonna be recruiting GMs and they're gonna be like ah we can't hire him he's got off the field issues like <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what's going on here man it's funny because th- it was coming it was seven hours later after a met like a mets fundraiser event i'm pretty sure it's steve cohen's house yeah, yeah. it was yeah a
4: you no good look square next think of the biggest square you know in your mind that's who the met, new Mets GM is going to be
3: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna switch sides after this one like a
4: buster only <laughs> <laughs> it's not
3: a bad guess is I that saw the something baseball square you can think of. Would you say is that the biggest baseball square you can think of? No, I can think of more.
4: Tim <laughs> Kirchner is a good one though.
2: Tim Kirchner. Tim Kirchner is a square. Great guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's on record for Cook. Tim Kirchner <laughs> is a square. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I saw I saw a Reddit post <laughs> the other day. Yes. I saw a Reddit post the other day. I was talking about the Mets problems going back to like 2014 and I really dug deep into this and there's some stuff that's happened to the Mets. That's like crazy to think about. Yoannis Cespedes goes missing randomly in a series, <laughs> in a game like a couple years ago, then he I just randomly quits and steals the fog machine and, um, I mean, you've got this going on. You've got, I mean, just a DUI, a lot of stuff.
4: We can't talk too much crap about the Mets with what might be happening in our podcast. So I love the Mets, the best team in the world.
2: Foreseeable future. Yes, that's a hint.
4: Hint, hint. The we, we, team in the world. Um,
3: but we do need to talk about the Mets versus the fans, mainly Javi and Lindor.
0: Yeah, uh, what is your take on that?
3: Uh, so if you haven't been paying attention to baseball, uh, basically Javi Baez has been, and Lindor has, have been getting booed this year based on their performance by the fans. And so Javi and Lindor decided that every time they do something good, they're just going to give the fans a big old thumbs down. And the fans and the, the upper, upper management of the Mets did not take kindly to that. Here's my take on it. I don't care. If you're a fan and you don't like the play that you're watching, boo. I feel like a, a crowd that's booing is, is, is kind of nice to listen to uh, and sometimes is well-deserved. And then if you're a player and you don't like getting booed based on your performance, one, play better, so you don't get booed. And two, if you're still getting booed, that is basically like a cheer. And I don't know. I don't really care that Javi and them were giving the thumbs down either. I think it's kind of funny.
2: So here's my thing on this. Javi got asked about this. That's why it's such a big story. He could have said anything as to what that thumbs down meant to the fan. Like, but he said he was doing it to the fans. Like he ratted himself out. Like it could have been a subliminal thing for him and Lindor the rest of the year and nobody would have known about it, but basically, Oh no, I'm just going to boo the fan. Like giving it back to him. I mean, yeah, like they don't,
0: yeah. Like they don't deserve to see the successes. Like what the hell, what are we paying for then? We're paying to watch you play and you're literally booing us. You fucking – you suck.
1: <laughs> like, you're bad 200. You're, you're eight feet in front of a changeup. Like, let's figure a, something
0: that, <laughs> out. That that alone is like, why are you booing fans, bro? You were seven feet in front of a changeup.
1: I just love it because, like, it's just a constant battle between players and management at this point. And, like, fans. It's just a three-way brawl. Because you got Cohen who just <laughs> says the, the offense is pathetic. You got the fans who are pissed because – Lindor's a $300 million deal and can't hit a fastball. And then Baez just tells him how it is. He'll yeah. probably be gone after this season too. It's just, it's just a dumpster fire.
3: Well, he'll probably go back to the Cubs. Yeah, I feel like the, uh, the fans are more <clears throat> been more booing towards Lindor because they know he's going to be there for the long haul. And Javi is most likely a rental, especially after his shenanigans with this whole thing. But yeah. Javi also is not the most well-spoken individual either. So I don't think he was – I think he might have been taken the wrong way. Like, I know he did single out the fans, but the way he said it, I don't think he meant it how people took it. At least that's what I think. Uh, Obviously, yeah, he said, you know, we're doing it to the fans because they're booing us, so we're going to boo them. But I don't think it was – I think it was more fun in games than the fans taking it
1: super serious. Fair. Fair. They are on a four-game tear right now, though. Ever since I mean, he started a thumbs down, they're four, four wins in a row. Yeah. I mean, the after, right day after that presser, where Javi
3: was like, Yeah, the fans need to be better. Javi ended up, uh, ha- he had the tie game tying RBI and then scored the game winning run on a walk off. So it was just kind of like poetic justice. And you could see everybody in the fans was like giving him a big thumbs up and cheering. So, you know, when you start playing better and start winning, they're not going to be booing you.
2: But I mean, obviously they continue on the the tear. Let's talk about the Rays. They might be one of the hottest teams in baseball. They Uh,
0: they are in my they are the
2: hottest team in baseball with the lowest payroll. I mean, the way they do things. We talked about them earlier, like a couple episodes ago. But I mean, they're dominating right now. I Think they're about to sweep the Red Sox tonight. So obviously, nine game win streak. Yeah, I mean, they're you know what's crazy?
3: crazy. Huh. So the Yankees go on that twelve-game was it twelve or thirteen winning 13, streak? I thirteen, I believe it was. They went on a thirteen-game winning
4: streak and barely gained any ground on the Rays. Yeah, it's annoying. I'm you right now, as the Yankees fans, it just pisses me off, man. <laughs> like clockwork, check in. Rays win. Clockwork next day. We want Rays one. Ridiculous.
2: Yep. It's kind of like the Giants, yeah. It's kind of like the Giants and Dodgers that when both teams, like if the Giants lose, the Dodgers have to lose, and then if like if both teams win on the same day, so it's kind of annoying.
3: Yeah, the Dodgers are a half game back now. I think on the Giants because the Giants have dropped a couple to the Brewers, but yeah, I mean it's just crazy how the Rays keep doing it, uh, and their unique style of ball is impressive. And you know we saw we've seen it work for the past couple years. Um, I just – I'm just like the Yankees have to be so frustrated. They're doing everything in their power to get into first place or gain ground on the Rays. And you look at their run, they just went on the Rays. Just one – I think they sh- showed their record for August earlier today. I saw a graphic and it was like they only – they didn't lose a series and they only lost two games in a row once in the entire month of
0: August, which is just – That's sick. insane. They also – they also went <laughs> – they also went eighteen and one against the Orioles this year.
3: <laughs> That's horrible. That's what they're supposed to do. So, I mean, a good teams are supposed to beat teams like that. So, uh, good, good on that. Speaking Very of true. the
2: Orioles, what was that one? Oh yeah, the pitcher Paul Fry on the Orioles against the Rays this year. Hundred and five pitches in one and one third innings How- pitched. Fifteen earned runs, eleven walks, zero K's.
0: How is that possible?
2: That guy's a mule. What is, I mean, it what makes no sense. It makes no sense.
3: What is that ERA? Like
2: 30-something?
1: Probably. Against one
2: team? I don't know. It's got to be more than that. Yeah, four outs.
1: Like it's <laughs> what you call a kryptonite. Just, they got your number. They, they read the scouting reports. They did their homework. Or you mm. just play for the Orioles. Or you're just <laughs> fucking trash. <laughs> speaking, but, of, uh, speaking of good
3: teams – and we haven't really talked about them a lot either. Are the Brewers for real?
2: Pitching wise, yes. Yeah, their
3: pitching is nuts. They're you know they're starting pitchers. They have massive rotation in the MLB. Two Cy Young candidates, yep. even though I don't know if either of them are going to win. And then they got Yelich, who's uh, starting to play a little bit better. They're <clears> continuing <throat> to be good teams. They're playing the Giants, and I think they what did they just beat two? They beat the Giants two days in a row. How
4: many games up, are they? Ten be ridiculous amount, right? Ten games. The central just they just they punted. The other teams in the central punted this year.
2: Yep, it was, I agree.
4: Cubs I'm just. I'm kidding, Milo. They're Bishop Sycamore. <laughs>
2: oh, Bishop <laughs> Sycamore.
4: just All non-existent. Yeah, fraud. And El Central, man, just not good.
2: I agree, though. I mean,
4: nice hat, buddy.
3: <laughs> hey you guys know i'm not happy with how this year has turned out for my cubbies but i'm still going to represent
0: i respect it i, I got respect the it, but...
3: uh, i got the patrick wisdom mustache going right now what do you think absolute hot.
2: dude i'll give you that <laughs> he's an absolute hot. dude but no i going back to u bomb you know they have four legitimate starters peralta's nasty obviously outside of woodruff and burns and then they there's a couple other guys that i don't honestly know but their lineup's good. Yelich obviously won the MVP like two years ago. They got um, center fielder. Um, I forget his name. He's really good. He's used to be on the Royals. Lorenzo Cain. And, and big homie Toles. Yep, <laughs> Tellez. And then obviously <laughs> the grit and spit player Braden looks for and Colton Wong, the ex-Cardinal. And so, I,
0: mean, I mean, they've yeah, got it
2: all. Don't I, get me started. I don't even know if they're they're good enough to beat compete with the Dodgers, but I think they're definitely a team that, possibly make a run in the postseason, might face them in the NLCS if it faces that way.
3: Yeah, that would be that would be really cool to see those pitching matchups. You'd have like Woodruff and Bueller, Burns and Scherzer. That's like
0: another yeah, that's experience
3: right there. And then like uh, Peralta, Kershaw. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of the Dodgers. Uh, and Bauer. Paul- no, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Sense of. It's a whole nother story. Speaking of the Dodgers, they're in the wild card. They got that locked up. But just today, the Reds lost the wild card spot and then gained it back because they had a doubleheader on the Padres. So the Padres are half game back now. That's going to be interesting. I think it's going to keep going back and forth for a little bit. Uh, And I already said that you can't uh, lose two out of three to the Cubs and make the playoffs. So I'm going to put my money on the Padres.
2: (laughs) Okay. I saw Snell had a good start last night, 10, 10 strikeouts, seven innings deep. I mean, he's obviously like one of their guys. He needs to perform. So, um, yeah, he's,
3: he's put two, he's put two good starts together back to back after not having his typical, uh, season. So that's been good to see. He went, he got taken out in the seventh after he uh, was going with the no hitter. Yeah, is Typical. Yeah. It's a total
1: Padres move. <laughs> We've seen it before. Him dicing and just gets tossed.
0: Same thing happened but. on the Rays, bro. It was like, what was he? One hit through five and two thirds.
4: Yeah, no, they just they just want to get no hitter. There's some- <laughs> <laughs> they're like, Screw it's a curse.
0: This guy. <laughs> I was watching the game last
3: night, and he was obviously shoving, but I think they were just they took him out just because of pitch count. And they want him to be to be able to continue this you know hot streak that he's been going on. So I kind of get it, but like let the dude go. It's a no hitter. I mean, how many pitches was he had? do You know? No, I don't know how many pitches, but it, I think it was, it was at or above hundred. So oh, it was that, that's career. another thing,
1: though. Like, Nothing yeah. like practicing load management. <laughs> <No kidding. laughs> Middle of the I season, we're I load think. managing.
4: <laughs> I got something about this. What's there was hundred pitches in one fifteen.
0: Not like, a lot. I agree. I'd let him go one fifteen. You
4: go to your backyard and you play catch fifteen throw I me. Mean, what's the difference?
0: No, I agree. But like, when's when do you cut it off? You 170. never, one
2: <laughs> seventy <170. laughs> when you <laughs> run out of gas. Oh, that was that me. 1980s. That was me
0: on a typical Sunday in 11U travel ball, starting Sunday morning and then the championship Sunday night. No, morning. that
3: was that was Bert in the batting cages when everybody wanted some extra BP.
4: Yeah, I would do it. you know, probably a thousand throws a day. If I can do that, Blake Snow can go one, 170, 175 on a good day.
1: <laughs> you need a bio-free sponsor
0: it's like uh in angels in the outfield when when the uh, announcer is like he's like in the bottom of the ninth he like runs the count to three one he's like man his arms gotta be tired he's throwing 166 pitches <laughs>
1: <laughs> so lance lynn great season he goes and hits the covid list does this affect his performance because you know he works hard keeping his weight up he takes care of his body it's it's a machine there's no doubt so hey does, this, does this mean he loses some weight and comes back, you know, Velo's down, maybe stamina's down. One of those guys yeah, just plays potential. bigger, better. I, better, so bigger,
3: I've, I I've, I've noticed that some athletes after they come back from COVID have just gone off. Like uh, we saw uh, Ron a couple weeks ago, <clears throat> he got taken out because of, he tested positive for COVID. And then the next week, he was able to compete. He won the tournament, and I've I've I don't know any other examples, but I know there's some other examples out there where like athletes come back from having COVID and they like win a tournament or have a good performance. So maybe Lance Lynn, he I mean him and Rom, big bodies, they might be the same. Uh, they might have the same effect of. COVID on them
1: it's it took me a couple seconds to figure that out because you said athletes and ROM in the same sentence I said there's no way (laughs) (laughs) but you know what golf golfers are athletes
2: I'll give them that yeah yeah let's
0: uh yeah let's hop let's hop into this interview with Jack that was our little MLB little showdown and uh yeah we'll
2: be back uh we'll be back after this All right, everybody. Now we have a very special guest on the podcast with us tonight. Jack Dellinger. Jack was with us at Purdue for a year and a half and then went to Chipola Community College, later committed to Virginia Tech, and then wrapped up that college career by being drafted with the Tigers. So very good friend of ours. We're thrilled to have him on. One of the best guys to possibly know. One of the sassiest, most sarcastic guys I know as well. So it's good to catch up with them. Jack, how you doing?
5: Oh, man, it's great to be back. That's quite the intro. I hope I uh, can live up to that. But yeah, it's a a pleasure to be on. You guys must be running low on guests already if you're calling me
2: <laughs> i i forgot yeah. to include in your introduction i take that back i also basketball extraordinaire i never forgot those issaquah <laughs> days that's uh, right from that's what you right. talked about so yes it's i all just want to word get
5: mouth. don't look that up so <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey
3: jack jack don't sell yourself short you were right at the top of our list when we first started coming up with uh,
5: guys to have on the podcast so exactly right, yeah Thank you, boys. Yeah, I shot a, I shot, I know DP a couple of drunk texts demanding to come on soon. So I'm glad that <laughs> those resonated with him.
0: <laughs> well,
5: uh,
3: I don't know what took you so long to come on here, but we're happy you're here with us now and uh, ready pleasure. to shoot
0: the shit a little bit. 449 four, forever. Oh my goodness, bro, those yeah. are just and, some and, uh, <laughs> and that and that will be that that is foreshadowing for a question to come in this interview. But we'll get right into it. Jack and and talk uh, talk to us about you know you had Tommy John surgery about four months ago he said yeah. um just go into a little bit about that process what how would it happen you know I went under the knife myself it's pretty mm-hmm. fun isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, it's one of those <laughs> things before you, like, before you answer that question if you guys yeah. didn't know uh Bomb actually had Tommy John surgery he doesn't really tell that many people so uh yeah
2: it's it's a
0: pretty hidden gym most people are think that I got bit by a shark in the Caribbean (laughs) back in high school on our senior uh, spring break trip but yeah I actually ended up getting
5: arm surgery. You've had some time to work on that excuse for what the scar is I haven't really come around to to a good one yet (laughs) but no it's been uh, it's been a grind honestly it's one of those things where like you're around the game so much and you see other guys it's so common so frequent but you never really think like you know, you're going to be that the guy that gets it. But, exactly. I mean, the numbers suggest that. I mean, you, you probably will be if you play long enough. And that's just kind of what happened with me is I kept playing long enough and it caught up with me. Like, I, I was abused, <laughs> so, you know, growing up. I threw I started two games in one day a couple of times. And you guys were with me. Well, Milo wasn't because he fell asleep in the meeting before the spring break trip. <laughs> 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 but I, I started two games in, like, three days or something like a Tuesday and a Thursday in uh, Cal state Northridge then Santa Clara. So, I mean, it was one of those things, like I'm yeah. not surprised it happened, but like, so, I mean, I took it in stride and I think it was, I mean, it was good to see like people go through it firsthand in like the training room, like you bomb, like I knew you've had it. And yeah. a ton of other guys I played with. And so like, I knew the process and so it wasn't anything I wasn't, you know, new to, but I mean, when you're doing it yourself, it's so different. and I mean, it really is a grind. And I was talking to the trainer like last week, I'm about four months out and I'm like, dude, this is, this is easy. Like I'm, I'm killing this. And he's like, bro, you're still on the honeymoon phase. Like you haven't <laughs> even started. Like you don't know, you don't know yet. So like, I'm still kind of running around, kind of happy about it, but no, it's, it's been fine so far i'm trying to make the most of of this i think it's an opportunity at the end of the day to nice. clean up some things mechanically and you know get stronger and be around the facility and make an impression with you know the brass in town so it's been great nice. so far and I hope hopefully that can continue are you
3: uh, on pace with everything is everything looking good so far
5: yeah everything is looking great so far i started off the first two weeks actually Right when I got out of the cast, I had a, uh, a hematoma, and so like my elbow was swollen up like no I'm other, kidding. bro. I, was, I thought I was never gonna throw again, like move my arm again, let alone throw. It was crazy. And like Ugh. the day they took it off, like they're looking at it like, ooh, that doesn't look right. And like they're pushing it, and like it's not <laughs> like coming up. And so they thought it was a blood clot and didn't tell me. And so like they sneak, like we kind of went over to the hospital. And like nobody was telling me and like we're doing ultrasounds and like I heard a big like okay, it's just a hematoma. I'm like, what the what's going (laughs) on? Like this is crazy. So like I thought that delayed me for like months, but no, I'm I had more extension actually now than I did before. So good stuff. Everything's gone great. So yeah, crazy. It's just just my luck, you know, a a (laughs) hematoma. (laughs) <laughs> what is like a 1% of patients, bro? What? That's nuts. I shouldn't know what that is. <laughs>
4: <laughs> of,
3: uh, speaking of your arm extension, let's take it back to uh, freshman year at Purdue. First week on campus. <laughs> oh, okay. um, oh, I still tell that campus. story, actually. And uh, we're going through these workouts, you know. You're uh, working hard, trying to make an impression on all the new coaches and all the upperclassmen. And... uh Jack had a little issue with his biceps where he, you know, worked out so hard that the next day he was so sore that he looked like a, a little T-Rex
5: because he couldn't straighten out of the arms. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> so, I forget who it was, but I had to wear those double arm sleeves and someone called me Carmelo the next day. And that, <laughs> that was probably the best truth I've ever heard.
2: <laughs> I mean, what did I mean, you, uh, how did you even do it? Was it curls? It was pull-ups, right? It was was pull-ups.
5: It was pull up I couldn't do a, dude, I didn't lift a weight coming into Purdue. I was lounging at the lake all summer. Like I wasn't ready for a D1 drive like that. I couldn't do a pull-up, but everybody could. Like, so I was trying to do them and we were doing like the eccentrics if you couldn't do a pull-up. So I was just, it was a nightmare. But I really think the coaches noticed how hard of a worker I was then. So, I think it paid dividends. So. <laughs> I remember uh, I remember you telling me about uh, you were in class. You dropped your pencil.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you took your like- arm finished. <laughs> Your arms couldn't straighten out to go reach down and grab your pencil.
5: <laughs> that was like the
3: first week of class,
5: too. And so, I, <laughs> and nobody helped me, bro. I'm like looking around, and like, that's what I knew that this probably might not be my spot. These people don't mess with me. <laughs> I dropped. <laughs> it was that's, that's, insane. That, that's hilarious. I
3: mean, that's a freak accident that it happened. And it's just hilarious to look at now. But even like whenever when I came in, and, or when you, whenever you come off on break and you start working out with the team, it's like, it's so hard to replicate that intensity. And all that oh, yeah. stuff. You, you get sore no matter what, whenever you get back into that
5: group workout setting. Sure. That, yeah. That environment, especially in Molonkopf, like those first, like those days, our freshman year, like those are gritty days. Murray's like, crazy. <laughs> it's exactly, Smash house. Man. That was an insane atmosphere. You remember, I, uh, I forget who it was. It was Stroh. I it was skipping reps on the lunges or something. Yeah. Like we were supposed grab to a grab,
0: a grab a partner in a play. <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: bro, that was it. Bro, hey, Hold on, that hold, on, hold, on, hold on. I will never forget what he said when he said, "Why didn't you finish the set?" Because I was <laughs> yeah. tired. I was tired. tired. I was tired. He could have came up with fifty other reasons why he didn't finish. Error.
2: I miscounted. Stro.
5: Yeah. Oh, man! What a not, what a whore he's not listening to us. Uh, no, yeah. no came up with, this isn't getting came out, out of the current Any curry. other uh, <laughs> any other
3: idea? Any other excuse? you probably would have gotten
2: off sure, but
3: grab a partner yeah. and a
2: plate. I kind of want to spin off this and talk more about Tigers minor league baseball. Now, what is sure. a daily, I guess, kind of routine like look like for you?
5: Um. So right now I'm in the rehab group. Um, so that's a bit. I mean, it's completely different than in-season schedule. So my schedule right now is I wake up around seven, have to get to the field at eight, and so we have our training room block for an hour and a half until nine forty-five. So that's when you do all your the eye wash in the training room for <laughs> for a long time because it's your job. So you kind of have to hammer that home. Oh yeah and then you go out and stretch with kind of uh, the new draft guys that just got to town about a month ago so they're still kind of assimilating in here and we go out big stretch on a field and then it's yeah, like what we were just talking about we have uh like a weight room session kind of similar atmosphere but mostly it's more independent lifting like you have a program and there's strength coaches roaming around but loud music like you're not messing around in there it's similar like it's similar to college like it's it's a college schedule without the class. Like essentially that's like, it's a D one fall without the class. So like, it's just nonstop. It's super chill. Like it's, yeah. And like, there's no really real coaches. Like, like everybody, like you just like, there's a lot of respect at the facility. So like, you don't walk around and like I walked around at Purdue in fear of turning around and seeing a head coach or something. (laughs) And it's not like that here at Pro Bowl. It's like, you know, it's first names it's, it's, you know, good, respectful environment, but very productive. I I much prefer this atmosphere as opposed to a, a collegiate, you know, hierarchy. But, uh Fair. yeah, that's the that's schedule. In season, it's a bit different, uh, especially this year with COVID. Those guys, they're playing the commuter series. So, you're playing, like, on the road for a week and then at home for a week. And it's a grind, especially in the Florida League because our boys are driving – two and a half hours each night some places and coming back. And it's – it takes a lot out of them. And it's been a long season and they're wrapping it up. But if I, if I was going to miss a year, it'd, it'd be this one. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what time does – what time, like, as, as a, you know, a rehab member, what time does your day normally finish?
5: Uh, we usually get done around one-ish. And nice. so that's that's the part where you get home and you got all these hours and it's well, – what do you do? So – I take a nap usually. Like, uh, dude, I can't play golf bomb. You know that. Oh yeah. True. Duh. I'm an idiot. It's yeah. It's tough. I always thought I had a lot of interests and hobbies and then I got hurt and I can't golf and play baseball. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) shit, do I really want to read this book? (laughs) I respect that. No, it's uh yeah, but done at one. And then, yeah, it's usually a nap from there. So I got to get off
2: that grandpa schedule at some point but i'm reveling in it right now random question here too uh after you and was mutually decided to go your separate ways that's what we're, we're gonna put it as you decided to go to chipola yes what was the i guess deciding factor on that and then my second question is what was the deciding factor with virginia tech as well
5: good question um well it was definitely different scenarios when i was leaving purdue i've was gave me a glowing resume because I think he wanted me out of there to free up that scholarship money as fast as possible <laughs> so <laughs> I had about like 30 calls from JUCOs like that the end of the day that I decided like we decided I was leaving Purdue like it, so it was crazy so i I really had a good option of of junior colleges but like it's tough to pick a junior college in, in a couple, a matter of weeks. So I really resorted to Google. I talked to a handful of them on the phone and I narrowed it down to Chipola and San Jack. Cause I mean, those are, I mean, two decent, decent yeah. options. De la I mean It's, it's, it's really hard to like, you can't like, it was hard to know for sure between the two. So I, I do remember at four, four, nine bomb in the living room. Uh, I think nobody was home. I flipped a coin literally on in the living room, flipped a coin between Chipotle and Sam Jack. And no I, way. I don't, well, cause I heard like, when you flip a coin, like, you know what you want in the air. Like, you know, like, okay, heads, tails, like, I, I hope it's this. Like, that's when you make your decision. And so like, I flipped it. It came up Chipola. I went to Chipotle. I think I was going to go regardless of where it landed, but that it hammered my decision home. So I went there. And then Virginia Tech was—I didn't flip a coin for that. That was uh, that was a more thought-out decision. But uh, how was um, Blacksburg? I was going to say that was the main driving point. Like I knew I wanted to try to be a draft guy, so I knew I wanted to be there for a year. And I mean, after visiting Blacksburg, like it's just such a, a fun spot to be. Like I knew that's where I could develop personally as a player and and have a good time there. So that was. That was a good decision. I'm glad I made that one. I think I'm two for two on those, but three for three. I think Purdue was a good one as well. I, <laughs> I, I still wish it would have worked out. That that'd be crazy. Who knows too, where the, I'd be hosting with the boys. It'd be the four of us uh, uh, having somebody on. Honestly,
2: no shit, it would. Yeah, man, you really.
5: wouldn't would
3: be playing in the Tigers organization right now if you continue that no shot no. No, no
2: shot you'd be washed no up shot. you'd be golfing oh I'd
5: be so washed I would
4: <laughs>
5: so, uh, no way.
3: going back going back to your time at Chipotle I mean this is like everybody's dream tell us what it was like winning a national
5: championship if you can dude put in it your was words. it was such a like I hate to be that guy but like it was so humbling because I started that game and oh. I went an inning and a third and like so, I was down. Like on my, like I was feeling bad for myself. Like coming out, like the huge game, like I blew it. Like ta. Like we were losing when I came out. It's like the world was coming down on me. And so like I remember like talking to my one of my best friends on the team. He's like, bro, like you know, like the classic stuff. I don't want to get into it, but I eventually like I put it beside myself, got up, and we eventually came back. And it was just like it was so great to experience that. Like because it was nothing really that I did to get us there but I got to enjoy everything about it and like the team like it was just such a a cohesive unit like to you know to play and win a championship like that it's not just luck and I think to experience that that's something that I try to will try to take with me you know as long as I keep playing because that's if I could bottle that up like that energy and just the camaraderie like you guys know like you, the, the oh, best yeah, teams sure. you play it on it's just you love showing up at the field like anything like you just love getting in the trenches with the boys and like that's an attitude that if you can have that like you it can do anything way, so like I think sure. that's the, the biggest takeaway I had from winning that is like adversity really isn't anything when you got your dogs with you you know what I'm <laughs> your saying homies. no kidding yeah You so you really
3: went on a uh, emotional roller coaster in that championship game, then.
5: Yeah, bro. Like I, I really, dude. I really learned a lot from that game, like life wise. Like, and it took a a minute for that to set in, obviously. But it was it's so cool to look back on that. Like, there's so many things that you can take away. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, I got a big fat ring, and that's a big takeaway too. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) no, but literally and figuratively.
5: Yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm like, put that. I hope it's somewhere. <laughs> oh <my
0: God. laughs> at the local pawn shop.
5: Oh, so, man, it will uh, be one day. I'm just going to ask a
3: question kind of going along with Chipola and just we're at multiple different schools. Uh, what was the biggest difference you noticed beto- besides school? We all know that. What was the biggest difference between, like, a Division One program and a junior college?
5: That's a good question. Um, I mean, the – most blatant uh difference between d1 and juco is well like juco and pro ball essentially are the same thing like it's the same schedule it's the same mentality i guess playing wise like you know d1 it's fun like you want to play for d1 like you're playing for a school like there's tradition you have fans like you're around people that are like-minded and want you want to see you succeed and it's all extrinsic and it's glorious and juco is just the complete opposite of that it's like it it's gritty it's not glamorous just the most extent uh, you know it's you know you're playing for different reasons you know um trying to make it out exactly exactly and i think i mean i'm so glad i went to juco because it's i got me ready for pro ball right off the jump like i there's a bunch of guys like you go to college for three four years and come to pro ball there's a little bit of, of a learning curve especially okay. learning spanish <laughs> but uh <laughs> you go juco like you you pick like you you know it right away like we played in the same stadium at juco for a couple weeks as we do like in the tiger stadium so like i wasn't new to tiger town when i got here so yeah. like i just felt like that was a, a huge advantage like i knew my way around like i knew where everything was like i played on the field. It just got me ready. But uh, D1, that would be – those are the days you you reminisce on because those are obviously, you know –
0: No, you
5: guys know, you
0: guys know, it's
5: fun. Putting on the
0: uniform. Well, I want to, I'm going to actually jack one of Milo's questions. What did you like kind of going off of that with the Juco? You know, you said, got you ready for pro ball. What did you feel? What did you feel was the turning point in your career? Whether it was at Chipola, starting the, you know, starting the Natty or, you know, at your time at Virginia Tech,
5: or if you found something click at Purdue, you know, anything. So you're saying like when I felt something click. Or like, what was, what was the turning
0: point in your baseball career?
5: Got you, got you. That's a good question. I actually, I do think about that. Like, I like, I mean, because obviously, not everybody's still playing, but I somehow I'm still here. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I guess, I just stuck around. That's a, it helps being tall. I guess there's, you know, can't teach height. <laughs>
3: um, I, guess, I guess not. Everybody has to have a specific turning point. I mean, yeah, true you did have a unique journey and, you know, continuing to it, like obviously you're better now than you are when you were a freshman at Purdue. So you could like, there, maybe there wasn't any specific turning point. That yeah.
5: I think it around, just,
3: you just continued to develop and become a, a better pitcher and baseball player
5: all around. I just like, honestly, like, I just always thought I'd be playing baseball, like until like I decided I'd be done, you know, and I just, yeah. I never felt like college was, and I, like, I never planned for like, I'm never like, oh, draft or die when I'm in high school. Like, I didn't even know what the draft was in high school. It was just like, I always felt like I'd keep playing, just kind of yeah. stuck with it and tried to put my nose down and work hard. And, you know, it's Pays gotten off. me this far. And yeah, yeah. I mean, as a, it doesn't pay off. It's like you think like, it's everything. The grass is always greener, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. exactly. So it's. Yeah. I mean, just trying to, I don't want to get cliche, but you know, it's there's no turning point. There's no turning point. Just no, dude, kept
2: going. Now, Jack, is there anything you would change in your baseball career so far to this point?
5: Absolutely not. I'm so happy with how things have shaken out. Like, look at what's going on. Like I'm sitting in Florida talking to the boys from Purdue. Like it's crazy. Like I'm so thankful for everybody that I've met. Cause like, it's, There's so much, like, life is so much bigger than baseball, and, like, once I'm done playing, like, I have friends all over the country, and, like, nobody can take that away from me, like, and that's something that I wouldn't change for the world, because this is, this is great. I'm going to the wedding in Indiana. God dang, I want (laughs) to go to Indiana, but here we are. (laughs) Like, I'm about to go drive to Tampa and see DP. Like, it's crazy. Like, who... Yeah I, wouldn't yeah. Change, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't trade that for any.
2: It's no, such a I, network for sure. I wrote, yeah, down,
3: yeah. I wrote down that question and I knew you were going to say that you wouldn't change anything, but I just want to hear you say it.
5: Yeah, no way. No way. Especially because yeah, when I need though. some money, I got so many people to call on. <laughs> <laughs> oh hey, no, 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 we're going to be the ones calling you when you make it to the, to the-, <laughs> <In> <laughs> hey, the big leagues. You know? I'm yeah, I too many people to thinking, thinking that. that. <laughs> well, hope this shows up alright. You're in a good right.
0: system to do. You're in a good system to do so.
5: No, it's uh, no. People say that and it's true. It really is a. It's a good place to be. There's a lot of change, but it's a lot of forward change, and I think that's good. The, and we're Michigan stacked. Pitch. And yeah, get into it. Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson, Like we've had the first round pick for the past seven years. They're you know, <laughs> they're all just hitting three fifty with fifty pumps. It's crazy. And, you know, the the arms that we have coming up and already there, it's, it's the Tigers are going to be so good. Like, I just hope that I can, you know, be a part of that one day because it's going to be something special up there in a few years. You
0: got the, you got the Elliot, you got the Elliot Cribby prodigy, Tarek Skubal.
5: That's right. Yeah, that's right. that's right from the to Seattle you
2: <laughs> that's <laughs> sick Jack has anyone like at the big league level or even at like the double or triple a level like mentored you or reached out you know either from when you first got picked up to like your rehab process has there anyone yeah reached out?
5: let's definitely I'm more than happy to name drop this is dope <laughs> I've become good friends with Carson Fulmer that i'd uh, yeah super yeah. Sick, great guy he uh, works out lives in the seattle area so that's how i met him working that's out nice uh let's see uh jake lamb works out at the same place uh matt boyd obviously with the tigers he's from yep. seattle so i was throwing with him over the off season and he was down here doing rehab for a little bit so that was great to see him for a while mentor nobody's mentoring me nobody wants to talk to me <laughs> um yeah Stuart Fairchild who just got called up with the uh with the um Diamondbacks good friend of mine but yeah there's a lot of help like when you get into the uh when you get into it just clicky like there's just groups and like when you're in an area like there's a pro ball group and like you know a guy who knows the guy and you show up and you know there's a two-time all-star just working out with you and like you're just shooting the shit with him and it's like it's crazy, like how how willing these guys are to help, like us younger guys. Like they love it. Like I w- never would have thought that. I would always thought like you know big leaguers. You get big leagues. It's literally a term. Like they don't yeah, have time no, of day, sure. but it's it, it's just it's just so the opposite of that. Like these guys are just fountains of information, and like if you're listening, like they want to tell you. It's nice. Like and it's up, like and so it's on. you. Yeah, it's really if you're not picking stuff up. Gotcha. That super is super cool. cool. We were talking That's about sick. that
3: last week with our uh, with our previous guest, Duncan Hewitt. Because back in Indiana, we have a couple of different facilities. Um, and we're talking about like we worked out with Carlos Rodon and Tucker Barnhart, and I'm like sitting there like, I have no business being in the same building as these yep. guys. So. Yep.
5: Man, and, Milo, you're wearing you're wearing the Cubs hat. And I, it's funny enough because I was taking or I watched Patrick Wisdom take hacks all COVID, all quarantine. And I just saw the guy, he hit, he can mash the ball. And you like, this dude raged, And he worked every single day. And I didn't even know he was killing it. And I looked up on the TV and he was on MLB Network. And they're comparing yep. him to whoever. But it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's he's like, the you, he's a 30 year old rookie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he just had a kid. He's the greatest guy ever. And it's like, they're just regular dudes, man. And now this guy's the face of the Cubs. It's so sick. <laughs> like, this, like, it's this. She see the car he's driving. Hit, it's crazy.
2: All right, Jack. I think we got time for one or two more questions. Um, I know we have one question in regard to four four nine. Maple bomb. You want to go ahead and ask that question?
0: All right, all right. Dellinger, (laughs) do you remember the first party we threw at four four nine during BGR week Saturday night? Remember, you made a sign for it at the Purdue volleyball game. Oh, of course, of course, of course
5: I remember that.
0: Okay, all right. Can you back my statement up that that might have been one of the biggest house parties in Purdue history?
5: Was that the one that Caleb Swanigan came to? Yes. Yes, yes <laughs> bro. I so will, Caleb Swanigan I will... showed up and he was a... wearing his own jersey. In a case, yeah. it was a knockoff Caleb Swadig jersey. It's a Portland Trailblazers Caleb Swadig Um, I would put my reputation on it. That is the that was one of the biggest parties that Purdue has ever seen.
0: Dude, it was it was huge. I was literally like on some Project X type stuff, sitting on our roof, watching the cops
5: pull up while everyone just files out
0: the front door.
5: Was that the night that the cops came and? We exchanged words.
0: No, 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 no. That was night. <laughs> Okay, that
5: was... this is making us seem like we were very bad people in college.
0: This we, was just yeah. a regular
5: night. But I don't know the audience, it, mom. I don't know if you're a Ducks on the Pod listener, but <laughs> well, I, I can explain. It was, yeah, no, right? It was,
0: it was a nuts party. It got a little out of hand, but we hadn't even stepped foot on the field for Purdue yet, and I was like, yep. We're
3: getting cut. Considering Uh, that was
0: our our sophomore year, so some of us had
3: stepped on the field.
0: Well, yes. Okay. You guys had. I had redshirted, but I mean, considering we had 57 men on the fall roster that that year it was you it know was you, could, you, could, you could see yeah you could see where my concern
5: lied and <laughs> up, okay. some of us didn't make it out of that fall so <laughs> so your concerns weren't valid but, but my, mine should have been <laughs> I'll tell you what though
0: that was a very fun
5: crib do you remember that Halloween party? or I don't know if we had the party, but do you remember my Halloween costume that year? Yes, I do. Yes, (laughs) yes, I do. I would say that is the most accurate Waz (laughs) costume that's ever been put on. I I wonder if there's anybody out here
3: that's listening to this podcast that has had Coach Wazikowski, Mark Wazikowski as their head coach. I want to know if anybody else has dressed up as Waz for Halloween before, because Jack... Dressed up as was and it was to a T, exactly what he would wear. Yep. Down to the uh, athletic watch. It and was and
5: had the clipboard <laughs> with the rubber bands around it. It was that day's and, practice plan. It doesn't get more <laughs> accurate. It said, said danger was cut. It said that on the plan. Forgot <laughs> about the clipboard
0: clipboard with the practice plan, dude. That had me crying. I was like, well, at, at, while we're us on that the night. subject. I don't know
5: why. I don't know. This is a college baseball podcast, first and foremost, as yes, I understand it. We're just relishing memories. Sorry. So I don't know if you watch the regionals. Did you see how Oregon happened to lose this year?
2: Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Yes. It, it, but was it was on a
5: butchered Bundy. <laughs> uh, I, I, there's a baseball God. It's just there is in. Mark Wazakowski taught me to believe in it, and I believe in it. And I saw, I saw him on that field that day.
2: Yep. The Amen. Knows. Amen. You,
0: the First practice plan. You can guess what the hell is going on.
2: Yep. Oh, stretch, God.
0: stretch right into intro to Bundy, and it's going to be like 120 to eat to TBA. <laughs> <laughs> like we are, we are not leaving PK Park until we have this right. We are not. It was like on the case. one
5: practice you guys had without me, and it turned out to be like a baseball Olympics or something. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. After we I got was, no hit by Butler, I was with <laughs> Tiffany Britton in the Breeze Athletic Academic Center.
2: <laughs>
4: oh, God.
2: Uh, all right, Jack, last question I've got. Quick question. Yes. Was put your stuff in a trash bag around campus for a messy locker. Can you tell us where that was at? I still to this day don't know where you found that bag. It
5: was two trash bags. Two trash bags. And one was on the game mound at Alexander Field. Okay. And the other was in the home bullpen with, (laughs) I think it rained, so it was a little wet. (laughs) But I remember I showed up. He you, you, you told the story earlier that fall, and he said that his coach put it around campus. So I was literally in my locker about to drive back to campus to go look for my shit. <laughs> and then there's like <laughs> Stroh or like Schweiger's like, yo, your stuff's out on the field. I'm like, of course it is. Why wouldn't my stuff be out on the
2: field? <laughs> Unbelievable.
5: I remember so I remember like one of our first team meetings.
3: Wild would literally go through how to hang her stuff up and how to have a nice locker. And there were some guys that, that had a nice locker and then there are obviously other guys that did not have a nice locker. And I remember uh, Tim used to be a hard ass about that too. He'd come he come up to me and say, Hey, uh, make sure the locker room's cleaned up. I'm like, it looks pretty clean. He's like, No, make sure the that individual locker, so I'd be the one to like write on a, a post note, "Hey, clean up your locker."
5: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that you do that, Milo, because there's nobody there to look out for me, and I'm pretty sure that my locker was not that dirty. I'm it just wasn't that go bad. Record and say it that. wasn't. That it was worse. That there were definitely there were, worse. <laughs> there were worse. There that, were that worse. never got addressed. It's Swept under
0: bad. the rug, as they call it. Well, the uh, Dellinger, bro unbelievable have um, unbelievable time having you back on dude it's absolutely good to see you again.
5: absolutely that was a pleasure i hope uh i hope that you guys can have me back when there's uh more listeners and you guys are
2: getting getting some
5: clout, getting paid to do it oh yeah yeah hey, hey when I i'm back in tampa
2: question? jack i'll have you in the studio so
3: i got one yes. more question how excited Go. are you to room with me this weekend
5: oh i couldn't be more excited I couldn't do. I just I actually, I got some my earplugs from Amazon arrived today. i the field, So I'm ready.
2: <laughs> nice. All right, Jack. Okay, well, thank yeah, you. Get the
5: Miller lights ready. Thank you, boys. And, yeah, Dalton, I'll see you in studio next time.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Take care. Right, Hi, JD. Peace.
5: Peace.
0: And uh, we are back. Thank you, Jack, for coming on. Good to see you again. 449 Forever. Boiler up, hammer down, hail Purdue. Boys, let's Go get Hulk right use. into the, the nitty, yeah, the nitty gritty MLB awards. MVP talk, show he, show hey, show <laughs> hey. Come on, dude. We, it's we every week have, with we you. It's, it's
1: every fucking week.
0: Like, come
3: on. So <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting down into the end of the season. End of the season means we have some awards. We want to talk about who we think are going to win these awards. Shohei Otani. What's, what's up? Reaching,
4: Reaching. Keep going, Milo. Um,
3: yeah, <laughs> 40 that was, that 40 didn't hit. Shohei Otani. <laughs> Dang it. What's up with Shohei Otani? 40 home runs, 20 stolen
0: bases. Yeah, come he's on. he's outright, bro. It's not you even got, like, I don't even know what the argument is.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's unfortunately gonna win it. That's my comment. He's unfortunately gonna win it. His team's is trash, but he's gonna win it.
4: Hey Dalton, how is it unfortunate? Dalton, how many MVPs does Phil Rivers have? Technically, Joey, he have. hasn't
2: won it yet, so they're they're still tied. Until until he walks across that stage and gets that trophy, still 0 to 0.
4: All right, fair. But well, you no, got to make a bet with us right now like he wins it, you got to retract recant your statements. You know, go on, go on like a little press conference and he's not Philip Rivers.
2: If he wins, I'll all right. I'll say this: If he wins, I'll do an emergency Instagram live, and from the Ducks on the Pot account and my own, and I will apologize for my accusations I've made. Comment. I want, Correct. I want more of that.
1: I want, Thank I want you to have to sit in on the SAT and have to take the SAT. I yeah.
2: will even, I will even buy a, I'll buy a Shohei Otani jersey shirt, and I'll make it my profile picture on Twitter for <laughs> the rest of the year.
4: Jersey shirt, okay. a little more, bring a little more to the table, man. Ah,
2: no sure, jersey, so I you. don't want to spend money on a jersey. That's... Get, <laughs> get
4: the ones with like go at the bottom too, you know, the vents at the bottom. You're getting yeah. one of the two hundred bucks, <laughs> two hundred so, bucks, edition. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously, it's
3: impressive what Shohei has done, just from a hitting standpoint. It's ridiculous. Um, we also, I also want to hit on Vladdy Jr. I mean, he's having an unreal season, too. If Shohei didn't exist, he'd be the outright MVP as well.
2: So, you think? Aaron Judge. 30 bombs. Eh, Aaron Judge eh, is hitting 294. Eh. Uh, I mean, he's right there, too. I think it'd be yeah. neck and neck. It'd be a lot closer Vladdy's, of a gap.
1: Vladdy's betting 313. Vladdy's 39 be,
2: bombs!
1: Well, Vladdy's got
3: to be in every category. I mean, yeah, Judge is air. coming on strong right when the Yankees need him.
2: But Aaron, Aaron Judge fixed his teeth, though. He doesn't have a gap. He's a shoe in. Anybody can buy fake teeth when you get that much money in New York. That's fair.
1: <laughs>
3: Vladdy Vladdy lost thirty pounds. That beats getting your teeth fixed.
2: Okay. Yeah. So all right, the AL's done. We'll talk on. We'll move on. We'll go NL. Tatis, Harper, Harper Muncy. I mean, who else Harper. is in the running? I think I'm a Phillies guy right now, so I'm gonna go Harper. But obviously, I think Tatis has it in the bag. Tatis. Titus. Tatis. Tatis. Titus. Same thing.
3: I think I think Todd has got it locked up, <laughs> but he also hasn't played the whole season. And That's if true. Harper and the Phillies go on a on a postseason run somehow,
0: that could also I agree. Commentary. I think it's Max, gonna be indicative. I think it's gonna be indicative upon who like the playoffs.
2: Max Muncie just doesn't scream MVP to me though. Just like not it'd be like the most lackluster MVP I've ever seen, just he in terms does. of like Looks of, on a guy. He doesn't <laughs> have the
1: name that just jumped off the paper. Just short and stock. I mean,
3: only yeah, twenty
0: nine yeah. bombs. Come on now. He's a mother effer, though, man. He he can mash.
3: Yeah, he's two fifty eight average.
0: I know. Okay, That's you can't just look at the batting okay. average. We're not What's the nineteen ninety anymore? What was the
1: wait? you OPS guy.
0: OPS. I mean, there's okay, nine twenty four. If we're going off OPS, Bryce Harper has over a thousand OPS. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. the only guy in the MLB with
3: a over a one dot OPS.
2: Insane. So. Under, most up. underrated, <laughs>
0: even though he gets paid so much.
2: And he's <laughs> and he's got swag. So he does have swag. swag. Swaggiest swag. player in the MLB. Easy. I love
0: Bryce Harper.
2: I did. I mean, I do too. But all right, I guess that's enough of our MVP talk. Wait, let's just do quick pick-ems, uh for in, in NL because AL is obviously gone. I'm gonna take Harper. But what do you guys got?
1: I'm going with Tatis. Harper. Cook. I'm going Harper based
2: off numbers. Bert, who you got for NL MVP?
4: Tatis. It's just too big of a name.
0: You know what? All,
2: All right, Barrett. cool. I agree. Bigger than baseball. All right. All right. So now we're gonna move on to Cy Young. AL is a tight, tight race. Garrett Cole said he punched out 15 tonight. Milo. Seven that helps. 15 punches. Oh, unbelievable. That I mean, a Robbie Ray's good. right there, too. Uh, struck out 14 the other night, and then Lance Lynn's been doing it all year long. Uh, I saw some stats that were throughout the season. They're all, like, one, two, and three in every single category. They're just, all like, intertwined, but it's tough. It's tough to say. Like, when I saw Robbie Ray the other day, his stats, I didn't know he was having as good as a year as what he actually is. So,
1: I agree. I didn't realize he was that electric of a pitcher because, like, the, the Blue Jays tweeted – Shout out to Jeremy Frank for the uh, quote tweet with a thousand two hundred forty one Ks through a thousand innings pitch, like the fastest to get to a thousand.
3: Most yeah. K. yeah. Didn't realize that he was like that because he plays for the for the
0: Rays or for the Jays.
3: Sorry, the Jays, yeah. and he was and on he the Diamondbacks. Before Diamondbacks,
0: yeah. and he was a one or yeah. two on there. Like it's just like he didn't play for a team that gets marketed MLB that much, right? Unless it's, Unless it's Vladdy. It's crazy
3: what uh, Cole has gone through this year because he started off so dominant and then the sticky stuff came into play and he had a couple rough outings. But I think he's like figured out how to pitch again after not having to, not being able to use the sticky stuff. That's what it seems like to me.
2: Oh, let's, uh, not, sure. let's not say that he did. He didn't test positive for it. He never admitted to you're it.
4: Tested now? You're talking like it's a COVID rapid test. Yeah, it's <laughs> not getting tested.
2: He never, he never said he did, so we can't go that way. But allegedly, he was using it. Had yeah, a couple dude, bad he, outings.
5: Yeah. Did you see that
3: difference uh, where they just asked him if he was using it, and he was like, it was the most, I mean, he's already a pretty awkward guy, but it was very awkward the way he answered it. I was just like, okay, we all know he was using the sticky stuff.
1: He's I probably using some of Luke's void hair gel. <laughs> I guess. I guess he's got the biggest tool haircut in the MLB. And then
4: We got the
3: uh, the NL that's coming down to the wire too. We got Bueller, Burns, and Wheeler. Mm-hmm. I thought Wheeler was a lock. I actually put a bet down for Wheeler a few weeks ago, maybe a month and a half ago, and then ever it's since nasty. then, and ever since then, he's had a few rough yeah. uh, outings. So I'm like. There goes that bet because Bueller is continuing to have an unreal season.
0: Dude, he's literally going to be one of the best pitchers ever, like, Ever, I think. He's so good, bro. He doesn't lose. So he went – I think he went seven
3: innings, gave up two runs last night, and his ERA went up. It's a tough problem to have. <laughs> yeah. he's,
0: well, a two, he's a two ERA. You're going to yeah. say
4: Walker Bueller? you're talking about, right? It's yeah. going to be one of the greatest pitchers ever. You're going to throw that on right now.
0: But I, just ballsy, <laughs> just bold take. There are it's so a many that take. A good
4: stretch in like two, three years. I mean, I like what? it's fine. Your opinion. Your opinion. Similar to <laughs> But don't put that much pressure on Walker Bueller. Let Walker Bueller be Walker Bueller.
0: Hey, hey,
3: Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller, if you're listening to this, no pressure, man.
0: Yeah. Hey, our opinions don't really matter. Just keep doing you. And <laughs> it
4: might be an NL Cy Young curse. Maybe he doesn't want to win it. I mean, look at this year's winner or last year's winner, what he's doing now
1: haven't seen him in a while, a while have we you haven't yeah
0: <laughs> he's in <the> handcuffs <laughs> he's oh in geez handcuffs. <laughs> did it take you a while to get that one no no i was oh. just i was just like oh my god dude <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right and then, you
3: know, and then burns for the brewers is still doing it too but i i think Bueller if he continues to pitch like he has
0: a fast few weeks unless the right. brewers go deep in the playoffs which is a high possibility. Yeah. So is the Dodgers though. Yeah, I mean, if Dodgers win the wild card,
5: they're chilling.
2: So, all right. So I guess we're going picks here. Who do you got for AL and NL? We'll start with bomb. Main AL, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Garrett Cole.
0: NL, I I want Lance Land, but it's gonna be Garrett Cole. Um, NL, I'm gonna go Walker Buehler. All
1: right, Cook. Uh, NL, I'm going. Um. I like Burns just because he shoves it every time I see him throw, and then uh, probably the big Buford Lance Lynn pitches heavy. Love <laughs> love his heavy fastball, ninety four. All right, mm-hmm. Bert, what do you got?
4: Yeah, I mean I got to with my Yankees, Derek Cole, beast. We go right. barrel tested as He is, and then um, I'm gonna go with Walker. Buehler. I mean I know I'm gonna put. I, he might not be the greatest pitcher ever, but this year in El Sayo
2: all right Milo there.
3: yeah I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Cole and Bueller too even though I really wanted Zach wheeler to win
2: yep sad rest in peace my unit but <laughs> I, I'm this gonna roll funny. I'm gonna roll with uh I'm gonna say Robbie Ray he's gonna win it and then I'll also go I'll go Walker Bueller respect to respect so Robbie so Ray like that yep but all right well let's finish up with our last award hey, of the season. Real quick. Well, Quick. What
4: I know, uh, just for the fans, you guys know, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna put some knowledge in you guys. The MVP voting is done before the postseason, so yes. it's not announced till after. So, just for this stretch, so when you talk about deep postseason runs, it doesn't matter, true. That's yeah. why I'm going with Gary Cole,
2: fair, all right, yep, you're right. And then we got rookie of the year, I think Jonathan India is a lock. I'd say mortal Absolute lock, possibly. Dog. Nasty. So, my goodness. And it's just weird to me. I didn't realize Patrick Wisdom was 30 years old. I found that out this week. I literally sent it. I think I sent it to somebody. I was like, he's 30 years old. I thought he was like really? 24. So that dude's already out of his prime, but in his prime. So it's. I'm going to go. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan India is a lock.
3: Jonathan India has had an awesome season for the Reds. And if they get into the wild card and somehow make – A postseason run. I think that'd be really cool to see just the Reds and him and everybody on that team do. I can't even believe I just said that, but I think it'd be cool to see. Um, But yeah, his season has been really fun to watch. And I remember watching him at Florida too. So Mm -hmm. it's cool to see. He's got some swag. Um, And then, you know, like you said, Patrick Wisdom, 30 year old rookie. I love to see it. He's just been hitting nukes for the Cubs and all these no names out there. So um, I don't know. I feel like. India's had more impact on his team than wisdom. Definitely agree.
2: Got any other input out there? Cook, you look like you're in a
1: dark haze right now. I'm just checking out some numbers. I think uh I think Adolis Garcia will win. I haven't looked up a single yeah. stat on him, but uh That's the AL. I'll take him. Oh AL. shit, we're on the NL, huh? I'll take yeah. wisdom. I like the old, old crafty vet with the uh, with the rookie of the year. <laughs>
2: the old crafty rookie <laughs> vet. <laughs> that, that guy
1: spent his time in the minors. He he's due. Yeah, he can pick it at third base too. But I don't know.
0: India's balling.
2: Um, who you got? I feel like you got a hot take here. No, I, I'm
0: with India 100%, dude. He's I really,
2: I really like a Rosarina for the AL, but like he's not been very good compared to last year. Like last year, he busted out of the gate. Obviously, oh, like last his post-season, the postseason. Yeah, yeah. I line. mean, he was like on fire. Yeah, and I, this year his power numbers are somewhat down. I mean, his average is kind of like hovering around like I think two fifty, but I mean it's not as good as what we saw last year. So I feel like that's kind of kind of hurts him a little bit. But yeah, he's Adolis.
3: definitely out from what we saw in the postseason from him last year. But is there anybody even that close? I think Cook said Adelis Garcia. He started off really hot this at the beginning of the year, but hasn't. I mean, and he plays for Rangers too, so. Mm-hmm. uh i don't know i i i have a future bet on uh a Rose
1: Arena, so i want him to win <laughs> <laughs> oh are we sure. about to mush all these guys
2: yes exactly but all right so i i guess that's our episode right yeah that's, else uh,
1: that's all we got for today yeah okay. dp take us out with the banger of the week baby all
3: right Appreciate so-
0: y'all support keep listening we're gonna keep coming out with great content got some stuff in the works and yes. follow our social media at <clears throat> DucksOTPod.
2: Yes. Bert was in the works this past week. He was behind. He's in the trenches. Might have something good for us. So keeping that a secret, but hopefully good things coming soon.
4: Hey, let's hope we bring some great people on this podcast, you know, and get us some more clout. Because already we more clout chases here.
2: <laughs> yep, absolutely. But, right. you know, with that being said, I'm going to hop on a trend here. A very popular song right now. My banger of the week is going to be stay by the kid Leroy featuring Justin Bieber. Banger nice. Fucking banger. All right. All right. See y'all. Peace. y'all. I do the same thing. I told you that I never would. I told you I changed. Even when I knew I never could know that I can't find nobody else as good
0: as
4: you. I need you to stay. I need you
0: to stay. It's fun.